So today we're going to talk about three topics. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, maybe one day we'll talk about four topics. Just to... You know, I think we have. I know we have, just to change things up. Um, sometimes we talk about one topic, like you did last like week. Like last week. That's right. Uh, I was listening to the radio up north. It's very nice. Thank you. Yep. So uh, today we're going to talk about uh, Governor Whitmer. Uh, guess we What's have to. new? Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the amendment. We haven't talked about it because it's just kind of waiting for the signatures to be counted. But uh, these two doctors wrote an editorial. I think it was in the free press. And so um, we'll just talk about that from a very interesting perspective. But first, <laughs> what's so funny? <laughs> just you said an interesting perspective, but I didn't even spoiler, read the article spoiler, and I, spoiler <laughs> I knew what it's they not said. not that interesting, no. but uh, we're going to give an interesting perspective on it. But anyway, our first topic is the state budget, which was passed by the legislature and signed by the governor. And uh, in Michigan, there's a provision letting the governor have a line item veto which Governor Whitmer used, and it was exclusively on our items in the budget, which were making sure that uh, pregnancy help centers... You know, they're not even our items in that's the budget. That's true. Like, they're just... It's not for us. Yeah. We get like, nothing out of it other than I, I the I feel like that's feeding warmth. into her, oh, these are all pro-life. I got to veto them. No, they were they were just for people. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Sure. Does that make sense? It like, makes sense. Like just because your paycheck isn't going to go up uh, if the well, doesn't just because you're it. helping a pregnant person find housing doesn't mean you're. I mean, you are pro-life, but doesn't mean that you're like. I don't know how to explain this. Well, I mean, yeah, that's kind of the reality we live in, though. Um, abortion supporters and abortion supporting organizations. Nothing makes them more angry than helping women. That's why all these uh, acts of vandalism that have seemed to have tapered off a little bit but are still happening, um, they haven't been targeted at, like, right-to-life offices or national organizations. It's little pregnancy centers in little towns. Um, so anyway, I mean, Governor Whitmer vetoed millions and millions of dollars. It was adoption help pregnancy help, anything that could be reasonably connected to efforts uh, for women who are pregnant that doesn't involve promoting abortion, Whitmer took that out. Yep. Which is very she said she didn't want to promote fake clinics. Fake clinics. But there was so much more in there that didn't have to do with pregnancy centers, had to do with providing housing for families or... Um, I don't think we've heard about the diaper yet, the diaper drive one yet, but that one was also in there, or the um, pregnant and parenting student um, Services funding. Act, yeah. That has nothing. Which she to voted do. for as a legislator. Right. So, you, I mean, you can be pro-choice and still support pregnant women trying to find a house, like. Apparently, no, you can't, Anna. Or having students go to college and still be pregnant, you can support that and still be pro-choice. I, I think she thinks it's like an all-or-nothing mm. thing, which we know she's not actually pro-choice. She's pro-abortion, clearly. Right. So, I mean, the obvious 
reason that they do this, like why does Planned Parenthood oppose these pregnancy centers? The surface reason, which is obvious, is they're a competitor. Mm-hmm. You know, because if a woman goes to a pregnancy center, uh, well, I mean, the pregnancy center really doesn't benefit because she's getting free services there. But if she gets, you know, free diapers and clothing and uh, parenting or life skill classes, referrals for other organizations, all fake, apparently, by the way, you know, must be like an invisible diaper that they're putting. It's like fake. It's not actually the diaper. Anyway, um, all those services means the abortionist isn't getting paid. Right. So on the surface, that's one reason. But I think there's another thing at play. So, and we see this also with the issue, like whenever we talk about abortion pill reversal, which is a thing and is effective in a high, not 100, but high percentage of cases, and the other side just gets so upset that this exists and it's a thing. Why is that so? And I think, you know... Their whole reason for supporting abortion is women need it. If women can't get abortions, they can't succeed. Like, they have to do it. So many women have had to do it. You know, there are, if the repeat abortion rate's 50% and there's 60 million abortions in the United States, that means roughly 30 million women in the United States since 1973 have had abortions, which Mm -hmm. is a very large number of women. So, and men who have been a part of that and family members and all the people in the abortion industry who've been there helping him do all of it. So I think just the idea that a woman could regret an abortion or a woman could see these two options, it was in a really difficult situation and actually choose the other one, whereas other women did not. Mm-hmm. You know, most people who work in the abortion industry, in my experience, have themselves had abortions whether they're kind of celebrity people in the abortion industry or just your average person, you know, working in the clinic as a receptionist or an intake person or the clinic escorts who's outside trying to, you know, ward off the sidewalk counselors. Anyway, just the idea that a woman could regret an abortion and could actually choose to do something more. And those actually it's the pro-lifers are the ones helping to do that. It just really grinds their gears and makes them so frustrated. And so that's why... It's not just a matter, I think, of they're losing business because of these pregnancy centers, which they are, but just the entire existence of a pro-life pregnancy center, it's just hateful to them. Well, I think that comes down to they like to hide behind, oh, I am Mm pro-choice, but in reality, they're just pro-abortion because in their eyes, there's there's not a choice in in, certain circumstances. And if you do choose to keep your baby, you're a bad parent and an unfit parent, and you should have had an abortion. So to them, there's not really a choice. So having these pregnancy resource centers say, like, you do have a choice. Mm -hmm. You're not a bad parent, and we're going to help you be a good parent by providing these resources and these counseling and housing. Mm -hmm. You know, it makes them look bad because to them, there's only one choice. And they want women to feel, like, unashamed that they got an abortion, that it's the – there's nothing wrong with it when you It was can, a moral good. Yeah. And they don't want there to be two sides to every story. They want their, you know, mm-hmm. abortion is the only option. 
Yeah, I, I know a lot of people who would consider themselves in the middle of the debate and who hear a phrase like safe, legal, and rare. It kind of resonates with them, um, and they kind of maybe are frustrated that the uh, groups like Planned Parenthood have abandoned that. But, I mean, it, it, it doesn't make a lot, a lot of logical sense. Like, if abortion is, is great and it should be safe and legal, why should it be rare? If you think it's a moral good, right? Yeah, I mean that's. I mean they don't use that that slogan anymore for right. that reason because it makes it seem like only cert like certain times can you get an abortion and it's okay, but most of the time you shouldn't get one. There's other options, right? Because I mean, in a sense, it's conceding our point when we say killing babies is bad, and they say abortion should be rare. They're kind of saying. Yeah, killing babies, babies is, is bad, bad, so we should maybe kill fewer babies. We should kill but still as, little, some. as little as possible is yeah. what I would assume rare is. Right. But so, they want it for like the weird circumstances that they think it's still okay right. for. So from a, the perspective of the other side, safe, legal, and rare doesn't make sense, and they're conceding our point, and we just, you know... However, I would say it was actually effective because there's a lot of people who, again, are very confused on abortion, don't like it, but mm -hmm. feel uncomfortable with banning it and whatever, and it did really speak to them. But now people are getting a very stark choice presented to them, and maybe that makes a lot of people feel uncomfortable, but it's a, ba it's a baby or it's not wow. a baby. It's a human life or it's not a human life. That you can't be a little bit pregnant. That leads into our next point is Governor Whitmer does not want people to be uncomfortable anymore because she will not stop talking about it. She wants it to be the number one topic that everyone thinks about all the time. So I, I came to the office today and my boss, that would be you, Anna, tells me about a news story that I have to do, uh, well, sort of help with, um, about something that Governor Whitmer did in a press release yesterday, you know. There's been Not a never-ending stream of at least once a week of something. I think it's been like every other day every at this point. Something from Governor Whitmer talking about abortion and giving the appearance that she's doing something. Now, I mean, she is doing something. That lawsuit against our law is what they're doing. The amendment is what they're doing. But those things are kind of on the back burner. And for whatever reason, Governor Whitmer feels the need, I mean, we'll speculate on those reasons in a minute, but <laughs> Governor Whitmer continues to send press releases like demanding the FDA do this or the Biden administration do that or we're doing this or I'm writing an order saying we're going to do that. Um, you know, and she's slow walking it. So she's trying to keep abortion in the news, you know. So she's obviously she's in a reelection campaign and there's kind of this very interesting dichotomy like on every other issue now, Gretchen Whitmer is like playing nice and being like, we need kids in school despite COVID, <laughs> which is not what happened. Like, we're fixing the darn road. I haven't heard her say damn roads in a while. It's just, we're fixing the road. Oh, she tweeted it the other day. Oh, she did? Yeah. And we're, you know, we signed oh, actually, a bipartisan. She changed, she changed that slogan to abortion now. Right. I'll get to that in a second. No, like, she took that slogan. And then put it into her slogan for abortion. Right. So. Right. Yeah. No, so it's interesting. So, like, that was her old <laughs> rhetoric was very combative when she got elected. And during the COVID 
she was all over the news, constantly on MSNBC, so much so that when she's like complaining on the news that there's no state of emergency in the state, like it's because you didn't file the form to ask for it because you're too busy on MSNBC and CNN doing a, a media trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and in any case, now it's all like bipartisan and just working with everybody. And I just love everyone in the state. And it's like very different Gretchen Whitmer, like schizophrenic. You know, like this is not who this is not what you were in the last three years. Very obviously, she's seen the polling and very unpopular president. And so she's trying the best she can to kind of distance herself. You know, she was latched on to Joe Biden an awful lot during the pandemic. And now, like, he's at six feet's length. You know, I don't think he's been to the state. And if he does come, Gretchen was not going to be in the same room as him. Which makes sense. From I think pl- she did visit him last week, though. Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because they they filed executive orders that were pretty similar. And then I read somewhere that they, like, worked on it together or something. She visited him. Oh. So when it comes to that. If I were her, I wouldn't mention that right now. He's at really low approval ratings. In any case, though, that's how she talks about everything else. But when it gets to the abortion issue... It is, and it's not just the fact that she's doing these things. Like, she's not wanting to come across, like, if you follow her on Twitter, she's, like, fighting like hell and Mm -hmm. damn abortion. Like, we're going to do every damn thing for abortion. Damn and hell and hell and damn all the time on abortion. Um, Yep. Damn it to hell we're supporting, you know, like. It's her new slogan. Yeah. It has something something about abortion has to include hell or damn and be angry. We don't care about the roads, apparently. Right. So, you know, why is she doing it? I think that, I mean, the... Well, there's the the obvious reason. Right. Well, yeah, the only thing really going for the Democrats nationally right now is their hope in a sort of backlash based on abortion. And I'll say that we're not really seeing it, like... I mean, the anger's kind of di- like died down. If you look at the polls, like the polling on overturning Dobbs is polling better than the "Would you want to overturn Roe?" which usually only thirty percent of people said because mm-hmm. they didn't really understand it. You know, now well, I think they realize like, oh, this isn't this right. Isn't so so bad. now, like, polling like is overturning Dobbs okay? And now it's up to already up to like forty and like forty five percent. Like, and as we get into this, and people realize that women are not dying and. You know, women with ectopic pregnancies are not dying, and women with miscarriages are getting care, and you mm-hmm. can still get your arthritis medication and all these things. Um, you know, those poll numbers will only continue to improve. But they're really counting on that backlash to kind of get them through. So I think Governor Whitmer's, like, trying a very targeted strategy of, like, okay, I'm really trying to the general public's like I'm really nice and I'm doing all these things and then to her base like that's her one thing like and I know she cares a lot about the issue because that's the way she was in the legislature but you know I'm really she's really trying to have her people understand that she's will do anything for abortion while she works while she's so nice and works with everyone else on bipartisan issues Except for, you know, except for those darn fake clinics and their except fake for, diapers and for fake housing baby for clothing women. and fake houses for pregnant women, yeah. You don't get a house because you didn't have an abortion. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Or 
why did you pick adoption? You should have just picked abortion. It's easier. Yeah. Pretty much is what she's saying to people in Michigan. Right. Um, well, we I should say just the story that we were talking about that she did yesterday. It was asking the FDA to remove the REMS on the abortion pill. That's risk evaluation uh, mitigation strategies, I believe is the acronym. Basically, special rules for especially dangerous medicines like RE46, the abortion pill. And basically, what she wants the FDA to do is to allow, you know, the abortion pills to be sold in stores. Like, I'm just going to go down to Meyer and have a quickie abortion, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a vending machine in your kid's school. Why not? Why oh, not? I might be pregnant. I'm just going to pop this pill. Oh, I might have an ectopic pregnancy and it might kill me. But, you know, I guess we really don't care about ectopic pregnancies outside of, you know, worrying about it in the news. An actual woman with an ectopic pregnancy taking an abortion pill, which is not going to help her and may hurt hurt her. Um, you know, we just don't really care about her. The, she doesn't, doesn't need to happen. see a doctor. That doesn't happen. She doesn't need to see about. a healthcare professional. She doesn't need to see an acupuncturist about this. Or her dietitian, or her veterinarian, which or her leads dentist. Into our next point. Wow, which it's is almost like I planned. Actually, almost I, like we planned this out. We actually we didn't. We just got no, there. we just. So, um, it. as we talked about in the beginning, uh, the amendment has is kind of nothing's going on right now because they're counting the signatures, and that process will take a few more weeks. I believe the very end of August. Right, just in time to yeah. get it on the ballot. So, uh, which is not that far away. No. This year is just running away from us. So, we have been doing this campaign to try to, and we've, we, we've only scratched the surface. We're trying to educate people. You know, when you tell people this amendment, this abortion amendment, the anything goes abortion amendment is crazy. When you tell, when you give a person like the full, like this is how crazy it is, people have trouble believing it because it's who in their so right crazy. mind would write such a piece of legislation? Well, the other side did, but in order to get people to understand that, you kind of have you have to bring them along. You have to say like, this is, is this. Do you get this? Oh yeah, mm. okay. So you see how they did that? Now look what they did with this. Oh yeah, and so we've been talking about. Um, healthcare professionals, how in the amendment it just says healthcare professional, not doctor. Um, and we have been, you know, detailing that sort of thing. Um, and we're going to continue to do that. So the other side is starting to... Starting to catch on. Well, yeah, starting to react to it. And mm-hmm. their basic argument from everything I can gather so far is... That's no, that's not true, and let's move on. Don't question it. Um, you know, it's fear mongering campaign. Didn't they put the definition? <laughs> didn't they put the definition of an attending professional health care in the amendment? Right. So well, no, the, the, there's not. So the so um, the in the amendment they don't mention doctors. They no. only mention healthcare professionals. And in, under Michigan law, the Michigan Public Health Code, there are 25 specific professions that are healthcare professionals in Michigan that we've been talking about. Um, you know, do- and half of them, most of trainers, them are not dentists, doctors. Dentists, podiatry, 
all massage these other things. Therapists. Massage therapists. Social workers. Right. So some of those professions have a medical degree, but however, these are not professions that involve obstetrics or gynecology. None of these people are trained to actually provide any obstetric or gynecological care any more than the average person. You right. Know? I mean, hey, let, let's face it. You know, you're on a you're on a deserted island with a pregnant lady, and she's got to give birth. There is no other option but you. But however, we don't live in an extreme situation. We live in a state with hospitals and mm-hmm. doctors and healthcare regulations and all these important things that mean that no, you don't have to trust a guy with his Swiss Army knife to provide surgery for you because that's insane. If you, and not safe. If, if, if there's another option, you know, a trained person is preferable to an untrained person, right? Mm-hmm. Simple things. So the other side Common is, sense. Right. So the other side is trying to say that we're fear-mongering and they don't really explain. They don't really – they can't really defend it. When you confront them with the definition, they just say, oh, it's fear-mongering. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, well, healthcare professional says this. You know, why does it say physician? Oh, well, it's just whatever, you know. Don't fear-monger. Why do you hate women, you know? Um, I don't think this strategy is going to be very successful. I, I mean, it doesn't help that they have actual physicians do an interview and say, oh, they're just lying. Because to the public, it looks like, oh, a doctor said that. They're a credible source. But you can very clearly tell that they're pro-abortion doctors and they're going to say whatever they need right. to say. And our point, you know, so these two doctors wrote an editorial, I think, in the free press saying how we're fear-mongering and all that. Uh, And they're trying really desperately to make it about our abortion law. Like, they're they're trying to set up the choice, like, vote for the amendment or this, you have this evil abortion law. However, you know, our abortion law is not in the Constitution. Right. It's, It's just a state law. It can be amended. It can be changed. It can be improved. It could be... It could be harmed. It can all these things by a vote of the legislators, mm-hmm. by extension through the voters. They can do that. You know, we're not a constitutional. We haven't amendment, put anything though. in the constitution. A constitutional amendment, however, is forever permanent, locked in, permanent. Um, and it's very hard to amend an amendment. Very rarely, I think maybe prohibition is the only example I've ever heard of where a constitutional you know, amendment or whatever has actually been just rescinded. I can think of one example in 100 years in the whole state, in the whole country. People, people are very emotional about this topic, though. So when you use common sense and explain that to them, they're, they're thinking in the moment, like, oh, we can't possibly have this 1931 law go back into place. I don't care if however bad this amendment is. See, I don't know. I, I think people. I think people get the, like the. I think Governor Whitmer hopes people are thinking how I'm thinking. <laughs> right. But anyway, so these doctors write an editorial, but you know, why should we care? If doctors don't matter anymore, which is what the other side is going to have to argue, if we don't need physicians for this, mm-hmm. why does it matter? Why, why do I care if two doctors write it? Why Why didn't they get That's two? Ve- why didn't they get two veterinarians yeah. to write it? They're healthcare professionals. True. Two massage therapists could have written that article, and according to the amendment, they are equally you qualified. Ask the free press to, that. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get a response. Oh yeah. I'm sure they'll get right on that. Very speedy um, response. Yeah. So. 
let's just erase doctors. Who cares? Right? Yeah. You know, if you're you a healthcare professional, your, you're qualified to... You could ask to, your uh, massage therapist, too. They're the same thing. Right. If you're a healthcare professional, you're qualified to make decisions, you know. And, and the funny thing about all this, too, is <clears throat> it's kind of an unforced error. Like, because also in the amendment, as we're getting into, as explaining to people, there is a section of the amendment that basically says anyone who assists a pregnant woman in her reproductive rights can't be... Uh, can't be taken adverse reaction. Against yeah, or you something. can't even take. You, they can't be investigated. They can't be prosecuted. You can't do anything against them. Mm-hmm. So if, if you, your friend with a Swiss Army knife, want to perform a C-section on you, practicing mm-hmm. medicine without a license, according to the amendment, nothing could be done. So it's really interesting. On the on the one level, they say you, you, anyone can do whatever they want, as long as there's consent. Right. But then they, because they had to make the point for the election that they had to put the point in about viability and um, put in the point about like late term abortions to try to trick people into thinking that there won't, this isn't legalizing late term abortions. Like they added that whole level on there, right? Mm -hmm. Which is pretty, in the end, worthless because it says anything goes, right? Yeah. So all the stuff they put in where they actually mention healthcare professionals is almost entirely irrelevant. And yet, they still they just couldn't leave it at physician. They had to put it in there because, of well, course, well, we know why why that is. Yeah, because they want anyone. They want nurses. They want anyone who works they for the abortion money. industry to perform abortions. They don't the want to have to that rely can on doctors. Perform the abortions other than doctors. The more money per abortion. Right. So even in this useless part of the amendment that will be pretty much overridden by the oh, you can do whatever you want section um they still they just had they had to put it in there um so yeah so next time i read an editorial from two doctors about the amendment i don't care what do you care? what, what does it matter any credibility in yeah this. zero credibility you have as much credibility mm-hmm. on it as an acupuncturist mm-hmm. as or, a vet, vet. or a veterinarian I'll just go ask the vet my, or my it. dentist, you know, I'll just go <laughs> ask my dentist. Hey, can you provide some, you know, obstetric care to my wife, please? You know? Yeah. Why or not? I hear you might as well. Yeah. Or, or me, you know, the amendment says any, anything you want, you know, <laughs> if you're ever pregnant, Anna, and you need anything, just come in the office. You know, you need a, I'll, I can do an epidural. I can, uh, I could do a C-section. I'm sure. You know, I, I think I saw Mike Rowe do one on a cow once on dirty jobs. So I think I'm. Yeah. Perfectly qualified. Yeah. Probably very high quality. And if I mess it up, I can't get in trouble anyway because, you know, you consented and the amendment says can't uh, – the state shall not do anything, including, you know, investigate me. So mm-hmm. we're all good. All right. Anything else before we leave everyone on, on, that, on that note? note? Um, I don't think so. We will be obviously talking about this more and we're we're going to start a new campaign talking about well the citizens to support michigan women and children coalition will be starting a new campaign talking about who exactly can perform abortions which from what you've heard it's basically anyone so look out for that campaign but i think that's it all right one of these times we'll end on a happy note yes we should end on one right now um, Roe versus Wade is gone. Yes. Absolutely gone. Democracy's back, baby. There's your happy note. 
Hope That's a have, good happy note. <laughs> okay, have a wonderful weekend and tune in again next week. Thank you.